The Barbershop Group provides safe spaces for men to discuss issues of well-being and mental health. The Barbershop Group also serves as a resource to the community, providing consultations and public speakers through partnerships with attorneys, mental health professionals, family agencies, religious institutions, and other advocates. In the near future, the Barbershop Group seeks to renovate dilapidated residential and commercial properties in urban areas to create respite shelters for displaced men. We will also host mentorship retreats and workshops for young men and adults to foster growth through our Iron Sharpening Iron and our Rebuilding Men programs. In addition, we host a weekly podcast covering issues of mental health, homelessness, financial literacy, education, and leadership. If you would like to be a guest on our show, please email us at info at thebarbershopgroup.org. Visit our Facebook page or call 313-585-9948 for more information. Everybody, this is Charles from the Barbershop Group. I hope everybody's having a fabulous uh, Valentine's Day if you celebrate Valentine's Day. Um, and if you do not, uh, then at least you're walking around with a smile on your face. I hope you are anyway. Um, so today I wanted to talk about something, uh, of a personal nature because I know that, I know that unless certain guys talk about it, nobody's going to talk about it, at least not publicly. Okay. Um, I want to talk about pornography and, uh, and sex. Okay. Because, um, it's occurred to me that, and I know it's it's happening. It's occurred to me um, that a lot of men are using pornography, but they're in denial. A lot of men are using intellect to explain their use of pornography. A lot of men are trying to get their uh, spouses involved in the use of pornography. And, um, you know, there, there's a lot of denial out there and it comes in different forms. And it's unfortunate because, you know, guys, not only do I talk to men, but I talk to to the wives of men as well. I mean, let's face it. Wives tune in. They hear what we're discussing. They hear what I'm talking about. They see some of the things on the website and they have questions themselves. So just because this podcast is directed at men, uh, women are still very, very curious because they know what our habits are, especially if they live around us. If they've grown up with men, if they know men on on a decent, significant and intimate level, they know what's going on. So we need to stop acting like um, we don't. Okay, we need to stop acting like we don't know what's happening when we're the ones doing it. Um, you know, guys, when I originally um, kind of started using using pornography and it was Internet pornography, um, I thought it was just a, a thing to do originally. Right. And uh, for those of you out there who have gone through sobriety step work and stuff, you know that that's a very shallow reason is, oh, it was just out there with something to do. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, it's never that simple. Right. Um, but I started doing it. And for me, I, I think that as I began to look at it more deeply, 
I was using pornography on one hand to make up for to make up for an emotional affair that I was having. Um, I was having an emo an emotional affair with someone else, and um, I didn't want that to come out. Um, you know, my my spouse and I we weren't we weren't um, connecting, and I think that now I know we weren't connecting due to work stress, relocation stress. We had lost a child; that stress was out there, and we didn't have a lot of people to lean on. Neither of us had a lot of people to anyone to lean on and uh, we didn't see counseling and and um, communication shut down and before you knew it I was sitting there uh, in a closet uh, because that's where my little home office was at the time uh, in a closet uh, looking at pornography when she was at work uh, or when she was even in the other room, busying herself with whatever it was that she was doing. Uh, that's how everything kind of started rolling really quickly for me. And um, <clears throat> it was really amazing because it was at a point where you no longer have to be looking at web uh, at magazines. You can go to the Internet. And you've got Pornhub and X videos and all, all kinds of stuff out there. And if you guys are, are watching porn, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You've got these things out there. But now today, I mean, hell, we've got things today that make those websites seem obsolete. When you can just go on Instagram or Snapchat and uh, girls are out there willing to, to show you stuff. Girls are saying, hey, drop some money, you know, ten dollars $10 a month membership here you go you know all you want to see and um i know that guys are are doing that stuff they're not talking about it i also know that um you know with my use of of pornography it kind of made up for my inability to to reconnect my inability to reconnect um on a physical and emotional level uh, with my spouse, right? It was, um, it was like, you know, heck, instead of trying to figure out what turns her on or, or figure out how to work through some of the mistakes that I made, let me just go look at some pornography really quick and masturbate and get back to where I need to be. And then the day will be normal. A lot of men out there, and I know it guys, a lot of men, you are using pornography in order to take pressure off of off of our partner and what I mean by take pressure off of our partner is sometimes we look at our partner and say oh she's too busy I don't want to try to uh, make an advance right now or um, she looks tired I'm not going to make an advance right now or in the light of me too and not knowing what is, what is acceptable I'm not going to make an advance right now. I don't know if she's going to accept it. So we've got this huge pit of rejection already being filled with more right rejection. That's all it is. It's just a deep pit of rejection. So it, it creates inaction. Okay. But then we go and we, we, we view pornography. We go to the strip club. We jump on Instagram. 
you know, uh, prostitutes or whatever it is, whatever your your however you act it out, you're doing. It. In fact, sometimes it's not even about your actual sexual acting out uh, physically. Sometimes it could just be you having an inappropriate conversation with someone who you know that you should probably ha not have that conversation with. Right. Um, that's that's acting out behavior. That's addictive behavior. And a lot of people don't think of it that way. And I know that there are a lot of us guys who are using pornography and we like to intellectualize and rationalize our use. We say, well, I use pornography in order to keep from cheating on my spouse. Or I use pornography because she was tired or we're not really connecting on a level. So or it's not as bad as the guy across the street or at least I'm not doing it like X, Y, Z. These are the things that addicts say, man. And it doesn't matter if it's sex addiction. OK, it doesn't matter if it's drug addiction, gambling, any of these things. These are the types of rationalizations that people use when they're out of control. And I'm talking to you guys today as a recovering alcoholic, as a recovering drug addict, right, as a recovering sex addict, okay, who also works in the field dealing with these very people. And that's part of the reason why the barbershop group exists, man, is so we can actually have a conversation about these things, all right, so we can actually talk about what we're doing. A lot of women are reporting that they're having sexless marriages and that they're okay with it. And some women are saying, I'm in a sexless marriage, but I'm not okay with it. And a lot of men are saying, I'm in a sexless marriage and I'm okay with it. But then there are some men who are stepping up and saying, I'm not okay with that. All right. So you've got every, every gamut going on in there. OK, but I want to mention something about sexless marriages where we men may be a little bit more culpable than what we like to think. We men, a lot of us, we want to be loved out loud. We reach a point where we really want to be cherished and adored. And I understand that I want to be cherished and adored. I'm with you. I am. I'm with you. However. If you're waiting for your partner, if you're waiting for your spouse to initiate sexual, physical foreplay and intercourse with you, it's probably not going to happen. Number one, the number one reason why it's not going to happen is because of social engineering. Guys, despite Me Too and people wanting to own their bodies and their sexuality, women still aren't really that comfortable doing this with you now. Let me add a caveat. If she's some type of stripper, if she's an Instagram model, um, if she's a prostitute or something of that nature. Yeah, she's had to do a lot of mental gymnastics to make herself OK with appearing a certain way. But what's interesting about that is if you peel back all of her layers, you'll find out that she's really, really not OK with expressing her sexuality in those particular ways for those men. But these are conversations that a lot of people don't have publicly. All right. So if you're waiting for the woman to approach you and initiate and give you what it is that you desire, 
then you will be waiting because socially she's not raised that way. She's not cultivated that way. Number two, one of the other reasons why women do not initiate sex with us is because they're unhappy with a part of our lives. And that's just something that we've got to look at. They're unhappy with how we maybe manage home, how we handle bills, if we are not communicating effectively about something. And sometimes they're simply unhappy with our sex lives as it relates to them and them to us. They're not happy with our sexual performance. And we have to sit down and actually consider that for a moment. And I'm talking to guys who are using pornography, whether you're using it on a regular basis or whether you're using it on a part time basis or binging or whatever. Okay, pornography skews how you think sexual intercourse is supposed to happen. It skews how you think sexual intercourse is supposed to happen. If you're on Instagram, it skews how you think girls are supposed to or women are supposed to display their sexuality for us. Right. If you're married, if you're married and you've got children, for example, nine times out of ten, man, your wife is probably not walking around in sexy lingerie, lace a garter belt and all of these things or whatever is happening. No, she's not walking around like that. Why? Because she probably doesn't want children. She probably doesn't want your children to see her dressed that way. And with good reason, because if you got daughters, you definitely don't want to see your daughters dressed that way at any time, whether they are married or not. You don't want to see it. You see, I know I don't. So, A lot of times they're having things going on with us that we just simply do not want to hear. We're waiting for them to be our sexual goddesses so we can stop using pornography. And the truth of it is, it doesn't matter how much of a sexual goddess a woman is. That does not stop our desire for wanting more and more and more sex and thinking about fantasy after fantasy after fantasy. It doesn't stop us. Okay. As much as we want to rationalize it and try to sound intellectual about it, it's just what's real. And I have to be one of those men to speak about these things because there are not enough men who are willing to talk about it. A lot of us men who were using pornography, we unlearn how to touch women. We learn a new way to touch women. And we think that that's the right way. But a majority of women, if they were to sit down and watch the pornography and you ask them, does this work for you? Is this how you want this to happen? A lot of them will tell you no. A lot of them will tell you, no, that doesn't feel okay to me. That's not what I like. But you have to be willing to have these conversations with your partners. You see, you have to do some hard, hard work. And guys, I can tell you. There's nothing worse than hitting rock bottom. There's nothing worse than hitting rock bottom regarding porn use. And it happens uh, in many, many different ways. All right. One of the things that I want to 
mention to you guys right now is this. When it comes to mental health issues in America, there's a certain segment of the population who think that certain illnesses or even crime, certain illnesses or crimes are only done by white Americans. And so I want to address African-American men for a moment. There is no single crime and no single mental health issue that you are immune to. So if you think that pedophilia is about white guys, if you think that pornography or prostitutes or strip clubs and things like this are about white guys, you are mistaken. You're gravely mistaken. Okay? Gravely mistaken. You come from a culture of people whose sexuality has been compromised from the outset of landing here on this continent. Don't think that you are not sexually, sexually confused, just like everybody else. You are. You are. Okay? You may not be picking up a prostitute. <clears throat> You may not be picking up a prostitute, but your smartphone is right next to you. You've got Instagram there. You've got X videos there. Let's be honest. How many of you have put parental controls on your phone? How many of you have asked your spouses or girlfriends or someone else in your family to put parental controls on your phone and block your access to the Internet? Would you be willing to do that? Think about that for a minute. So it's not about just one group of people. All right. It's not. You have many, many Snapchats and Instagram profiles and things like this where they tell you, hey, come visit me privately. Come visit me privately. You have countless strip clubs throughout urban America. Countless strip clubs throughout urban America. So don't tell me no. This isn't a problem. It's only a problem for them. It's not a problem for uh, for us or for me. No, it is a problem. And as long as you're in denial, it will continue to be a problem. And I know that I know it. I see it. It's amazing to me whenever I'm going to some of these sobriety groups and these sobriety meetings, I see these people. And the majority of these guys are white and kudos for them to show up. Kudos to them for showing up. But I know that there are so many other men who are dealing with this, who are quiet. And one of the things about African-American men is this. A lot of us have gotten used to conflating pornography or rather we've gotten used to explaining away pornography and, and sexual uh, sexually deviant, deviant behavior and things like that. We explain it away by trying to exert our masculine self. Trying to exert our masculine selves. Okay. That, you know, I'm just, I'm a buck and that's what I am. No, no, that's what you're telling yourself you are. It's what you're telling yourself you are. Okay. You're not that. But until you start to go through these things and work on them, you won't know. You won't know. All right. So, guys, listen, seriously. Sit down with somebody who you trust. 
find somebody who you can trust and talk to and let them know what you're doing. Get an accountability partner. Go to a counselor. Start looking some things up with the people you love. It's real. There's help out there for you. But these things can become damaging to you. Don't you know that you can use pornography or view these sexual pictures and things so much, so much to the point where it takes you beyond erection and beyond masturbation to erectile dysfunction. And I know of individuals who they lost the ability to connect to their spouses and their girlfriends. Why? Because they were no longer interested in what their wives and girlfriends had to offer. They wanted the other thing that was out there. They wanted the thing that was on stage. They wanted the thing that was on the TV. They wanted the thing that was on the Internet. But don't you know, when they got that woman that was on stage, when they had the opportunity to, to replicate what was done on the Internet, after they had that, they weren't satisfied. Then they wanted something else. And they were out of control. And that is what constitutes addiction. We rationalize our behavior. We rationalize our, our actions. And we don't realize that we're out of control. Wanted to share those things with you all. Give you something to think about.